is up, everyone? This is the Buffalo Blitz, and it's Cincinnati Bengals week. Arguably the biggest game of the Bills season so far. Obviously, that increases as the playoffs come. But regular season status, this is the Bills' biggest game. And where else would you rather be for the biggest week of the season than Built in Buffalo and the Buffalo Blitz right here on the Built in Buffalo Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter network. Make sure you guys follow us on all those platforms. We are doing some tremendous things. A lot of creators, a lot of writers, all that fun stuff. If you're on Twitter and you want to drop a comment, you got to come over to YouTube. You got to go over to Facebook and you got to drop a comment. Comment section is open. We'll be breaking down everything you guys need for the Bengals game from 7, 8 o'clock. I know it's a new start time. We announced the start time this week. So for now on, the Buffalo Blitz is at 7 p.m. Eastern. So I'm kind of kind of psyched about that new start time, but we're still go for an hour. If you guys want to follow me, follow me on Twitter at DBIC Peter and shout out to our sponsor of the show, Picasso's Pizza for the best pizza in Buffalo. It's got to be Picasso. Every night is pizza night and we can't talk bangles without our guest. Let's bring him on primetime Adam as I muted you when I was bringing you on my bad, but how are we doing tonight, Adam? Doing great. Just trying to uh, survive the week and get to Monday. Um, I feel like the Bills haven't played in forever. Yeah. Uh, and the Bears game was a little um, <clears throat> underwhelming. Uh, a, a win's a win's a win's a win, as Josh Allen would say. But I don't know. It just this feels like a playoff game. It feels like we're gearing up for, for probably the biggest game of the year, uh, which makes me a little nervous because uh, anytime game of the year and Bills go one and one, it's normally we're on the opposite side of a heartbreaking defeat. But man, I'm I'm just ready for Cincinnati. Yeah, when I was mentioning, or this is where I was going to go here. When you said uh, like the Bills haven't felt like we haven't played in a while, I was thinking, where the heck's the Bills injury report? Like, where is like all that stuff? Have we even practiced this week? I, I feel like we should know that. I don't think we have. Um, so yeah, it's been a while. It's it was Bengals because you know what? It was also a while because it was the Bears game that. The Bears have no impact on the season, obviously, besides us just playing them and just beating them and moving on from that. And the game was very interesting. They didn't look the best, but they also, the scoreboard, if you didn't watch the game, looks like they smoked them. Defensively, they were awesome. Um, it's also Christmas Eve. So, like, you kind of forgot that with, you had Christmas, you had all that stuff. You All you wanted to do was make sure the Bills didn't ruin your Christmas, and they didn't yeah. ruin our Christmas. That is all that matters. They did not, and did not ruin our Christmas. But, Adam, before we get to the topics and talk about the Bengals game, where can everyone find you on Twitter, your work, everything you do for Bills and all that fun stuff? Yeah, so my name here is the Twitter handle, at AdamZintech3. You can follow me on Twitter, at PrimetimeAdam. Uh, I just tweet Bills nonsense, so uh, come yell at me on there, get my impressions Most up and interactions. Do. Most people yes. do. No. Yes, yes. And then for my writing, uh, I am a writer for A to Z Sports Buffalo. Uh, you can find us on a to z sports.com backslash Buffalo. Uh, I write content every week, almost every day, uh, so make sure you tune into that. Click on that, read the article, go to my Twitter, yell at me. I love it. It'll be the best day of my life, so make sure you do that. So yeah, Twitter and a to z sports.com backslash Buffalo. Comment section is open. GQ Clarence Caritas. I think I got the last name right. Crushed up. Confidence sure. is key. Confidence is key, and he's confident as well. For sure, Bills one like the confidence. How you doing tonight, Hayes? Appreciate you uh, stopping by on Facebook. Doug's coming in. Let's go, Buffalo. How you doing tonight, Doug? 
smash that like. Founder of Built in Buffalo, Dave Dave. Myers. Who doesn't love Dave? Maybe some people don't love Dave. Dave, I'm not going to mention those people. Um, But Dave's the reason that we're talking right now. The reason that I get to do this every week for you guys. Obviously, Dave's a uh, fan of Adam. If you guys don't know, Adam used to be part of used to be part of Built in Buffalo. He is no longer. He left us. That is sad. That is sad. Hey, I'm here oh. right now. I'm You're here, here, baby. You're here. You should get you gotta get on more shows. We got people gotta get you on more shows. Send, send me the invite. I'm there. David Highland's coming in. I say do our best to keep Cincy off the field. Stick with pounding the rock. So you know what? That's a good segue into what we got to start talking about. The Cincinnati Bengals game. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start with how do we slow down the Bengals offense because the biggest thing for the Bills, right? We trust our offense enough, I, I would say, and you give Josh Allen enough opportunities, we're going to succeed. The Bills got to get off the field on defense because the Bengals they don't got any no scrubs on that side of the field. So, Adam, let's start. Let's, let's start talking about it, man. Talk about the Bills defense basically versus this Bengals potent offense. Well, it's interesting because before this, I was looking up on Twitter and Sal Capaccio posted uh, a tweet about our offense and defensive statistics this year compared to last year. Um, So last year, the the big concern is that we were in the bottom half of the NFL in run defense, right? We were always scared anytime someone would run, but when they pass with Poyer and Hyde and White for the majority of the season, we're like, we're good. This year, it's it's kind of flipped. Right now, for rush yards per game and rush yards per play, uh, we're fourth and 12th, respectively. Now, in pass yards per game and pass yards per play, we're 15th and 8th, respectively. So it seems like we may have fixed or found out the issues surrounding the rush defense. I don't want to say that everything's good and gravy and wonderful. It's still going to be a tall test. And it seems like maybe our secondary is what's lacking a little bit. Now, if you remember... Trey White's only been active for a few games, right? The the defensive backfield has been held together with glue, duct tape, and whiskey. No offense, Dame Jackson, Kair Elam, Christian Benford, Jordan Poyer when you're healthy. Love all you, but the, the secondary is what's been lacking uh, a little bit this season, especially, like I said, with the Poyer injury, mm-hmm. with the Benford injury, with the Hyde injury, with the White injury. But now that they're starting to get back together, we're noticing Trey White get back to his all-pro self. yes. He's not the way that he should be quite yet, but the dude had a year off. My biggest thing to slow down the Bengals offense, stuff the run on first and second down, and please, please, for the love of everything great in this world, get a big stop on third and long. I am so sick this year of seeing third and 18 and the team converts. It's just, it's so infuriating. Are the Bills the worst team in the NFL at third and eleven? I trust the Bills, and they're probably not. And we always like when you say fifteenth and eighteenth in the passing defense, respectively. That's pretty good. Like in the grand scheme of things, people complain about a lot of things. Like people complain about O line. There's a lot of worse O lines in the National Football League. Yes. We're just not a top five O line. That's the problem. Or maybe top ten, but there's a lot worse O lines in that sense. The third and eleven and third and twelve is a problem and it's not just the secondary sometimes right if if a pass rusher can get to the quarterback in time that he's not getting the pass off or he's getting the pass off and it's not a good pass or it's short or he's getting hit and the ball is going there so there's a lot of difference there's something called like a coverage a coverage sack or um an interception forced by the defensive ends or pass rush but sometimes i trust the bills in that third and two and third and three defense a little more and six like sometimes with the offense, yes. I crush them in 38 a little more sometimes with offense. But against the Bears, they are obviously able to run the ball defensively. If you're the Bills, like you said, get off the field, right? Give the offense as many opportunities. I think this Bengals defense is good. 
I think they're solid. They're not great, the Bengals' defense. They don't scare me insane. They don't have a lot of playmakers, but they've played better than I think their names on their back of their jerseys says they should. I think that's where the Bengals, and that's helped them make that Super Bowl uh, appearance last year, and it's helped them be 11 and – I think they're 11 and, 11 and 4. There. Yeah, they're 11 and 4 because we're 12 and 3. But I think offensively, if you're the uh, defensively, the Bills going up against this Bengals offense. One, you got to get after Joe Burrow. This O-line might be worse heading into this week than our O-line. And if that's the case, that's a problem if you're a Bengals fan. They're missing Collins. He's their best. Yep. He's one of their best tackles. I forgot who else it was. I probably should have wrote these down. But I know they're super banged up on uh, the offensive line. That's a key. And look, you got Which Jamar Chase. a concern coming into this yes. season, too. Yes, yeah. I know that they spent a ton of money on their offensive line, and it was a marked improvement. But offensive line play is still an issue for the Bengals without their star right tackle in the game. Yes, yeah, so they're they're missing a ton. They, they have right tackle while Collins, um, he's not going to – he won't play. So that's a very uh, interesting thing for them. That's a right tackle. So that hopefully the Bills can feast on that side of the ball he's actually out for the year he tore his, yep. he tore his acl and mcl so that's obviously horrible news and obviously we don't want that for anybody but uh so that's interesting if you're the bills you're going to want to get off the field you want to uh get them in third and longs um and you have to obviously shut down a, one of their facets of the game is it they're running the game with joe mixon samaj p ryan or is it the passing attack with uh t higgins and joe uh t higgins and jamar chase but i thought if you watch the Bengals. Adam, Adam, if you watched the Bengals-Patriots game last week a little, I thought the Patriots did a very good job defensively against the Bengals. I think In the second half. In the second half, yeah. First half was uh, atrocious. Uh, yeah, it was bad. But what was it, total of 22 points in that game from the Bengals, I believe it was? Uh, in the first half, it was 22-0, I think. Yeah, and I think the Bengals finished with 22 points. I, I, so if you're the Bills, sign me up for 22 points given up. Sign me up for 22 points. And last week, the Bengals should have lost. Yeah, uh, should they have blown that lead? Probably not. But at that point of the game, then when Ramondre Stevenson decided to fumble the ball at the four yard line in a goal to goal situation for a chance to win the game, yeah, they probably should have lost last week, which we were all rooting for. But yeah, this offense. So if how do we slow down? In your opinion, obviously their passing attack because that's probably their number one facet of offense. <laughs> it's T. Higgins, it's Jamar Chase. Those are that's one of the best two duos. Uh, in the National Football League. What do the Bills have to do to slow that down? I was going to argue that they have a better trio than we do. Um, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd are a better one, two, three punch than Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis, and who? Uh, No offense. It's just our offense has not been firing. Carlton Knox in there? Exactly. Uh, I mean, if you look at their top three wide receivers this year, uh, T. Higgins is number one with 1,000 yards. Jamar Chase is number two with 960 yards, and Tyler Boyd is three with 711 yards. For us, we have the monster digs, who I just want to point out was targeted like twice last game, and it was absolutely infuriating. So mm-hmm. Diggs has 1,300 yards. Davis has 797. And the third best wide receiver on our team right now is Dawson Knox at 504. Um, so I think the biggest thing for the next game is going to be to shut down the three-headed monster in Higgins, Chase, and Boyd. And this might be the biggest test that Trey White has faced all season. I want to see him on the field. I want to see Elam out there. I love Dane Jackson. All respect in the world to Dane Jackson. But we drafted a rookie in the first round to play corner. I want to see him on the field playing corner. Um, so it's really, like I said, it's going to be coming down to what our young core in the backfield can do with Jordan Poyer 
to shut down the three-headed monster that is Higgins, Boyd, and Chase. Doug's coming in pressure. Burrow, I mentioned that. You mentioned that. Get after Joe Burrow. That's when you – any elite quarterback, if you make him a little uh, antsy back there, you get pressure at the at him. And that's what has derailed the Bengals in their losses this year and obviously in the Super Bowl loss last year, getting after the quarterback in their poor offensive line. And their offensive line is probably at its worst it's been in the last year and a half, two years, whatever, the last year and a half. Um but yeah, it's also getting to the quarterback without blitzing. That's that's always a key thing. That's the same thing when you play Josh Allen. If you blitz Josh Allen, you blitz Patrick Mahomes, you're going to get burned. If you don't yeah. get to the quarterback, you're going to get burned. So it's getting after him with those four guys. So you have the ability to drop Tremaine Emmons. You have the ability to drop Matt Milano back in coverage. That's very important. But yeah, the top five they're in their PFF grades If you for the season. If you like PFF, if you don't, I'm going to tell you them anyway, so it doesn't matter. Uh, the number one on offense, the number one is Joe Burrow, right? That's their number yeah. one offensive player, according to PF. The number two is Travion Williams. He doesn't play at running back anymore. He just had a small sample size, and PFF decided to grade him really high. That doesn't matter. So the third one is Jamar Chase. We'll slide him in at second. Fourth is T. Hig- third is T. Higgins, and then fourth is Joe Mixon, and then Samaj P. Ryan, and then another running back, and then Tyler Boyd, and then another wide receiver. They don't. You don't. You can't get to a number 11 until they get to an offensive lineman on this Bengals team in their PFF grades for offense. It's all weapons. It's all pass. It's all quarterback. It's all tight ends. So what does that kind of sound? Got to get after Joe Burrow because that offensive line is in shambles at this point. And if you think our offensive line is in shambles, there's probably worse. So that's very important. That's how you slow down uh, the Bengals. It's obviously easier said than done. It's, Having a full Trey White back would be nice. He's been, I wouldn't say disappointing. I don't know what your uh, opinion on that, Adam. I, I would say he's been up and down. He's been inconsistent. Yep. Is that what you expect a guy coming back from the worst injury you can have in terms of football besides like a serious head injury, like uh, yep. to his leg, a torn ACL? It's torn ACL and torn Achilles are the two worst things you can have for a football player's career. Mm-hmm. What, what are your senses of Trey White and what do you, what do you expect from him? Because he's going to be. It's a tall task with these cornerbacks, with Chase and uh, Higgins and Boyd. I mean, my heart breaks for the guy, too, because uh, if you heard any of the, the the news conferences or the pressers that come out, Trey White dealt with it, not only physically but mentally, coming yeah. off of this injury. Uh, this was by far the hardest thing that he's had to do as a professional on the field. Um, so my heart breaks for him. I mean, he's battled. He's fought. Uh, McDermott even commented on the fact that he probably worked harder than any player he's ever seen rehab from an injury like this. And it's going to take time. Um, I'm, I don't mean to trash anyone, so I will be very respectful. I would rather have Trey White warming up right now to get back to full strength uh, than what Jalen Ramsey is doing on the Rams. Uh, Jalen Ramsey played an entirely full season. He's been getting burnt like toast. Everyone was declaring he's the number one corner in the game. Trey White is fighting his way back. I mean, he tore his ACL last Thanksgiving. Uh, he's played three games now, the first game in which – he saw maybe five snaps, so he's gearing up. He's getting there. I would rather him peak and get to a tip-top shape right in time for the playoffs and have a couple of these bumps in the road. Um, but re- regardless, it's nice having number 27 on the field because regardless of what his footage has said these past few games, quarterbacks have to respect number 27 when they see him on the field. Um, it's not the player that they're seeing the past few weeks. They're, they're playing like uh, how Trey White has played his entire career, which is a shutdown corner. I have all the faith in the world that Trey White's going to get back healthy. He's going to get back to that all-pro caliber style defense that he was playing previously. Um, so it's just it's just going to take time. 
Joseph's coming in. This game is very winnable for the Bills. Look, any game on the schedule for the Buffalo Bills is winnable because they're one of the most talented teams. But yes, this game is very winnable. It has to be winnable if they want to get that one seed, unless you think the Chiefs are losing to Denver this weekend or Vegas the following week without their car. I don't. Maybe Denver. You never know. I don't know. NFL is NFL. NFL, some weird, weird stuff happens in NFL. But Bills control their own business. You win the next two games, you get the one seed, and you get to watch the AFC, NFC wild card without having to worry about the Bills. And you just kind of relax, enjoy some football, and then get going to who you play in the divisional round. That's obviously ideal. But they've locked up a top three seed, obviously. Um, they can't get the four because the four is going to be the winner of the South. And that's either the Titans or the Jaguars. I hope the Jaguars. They're more exciting. I want the Jags so bad. I, would, I, want, I would love I a Jags divisional round game because it's. Yep. A legit, real, realistic spot. Not the word. It's a legit, realistic. Yeah, it's realistic spot. Revenge. Yeah, and I like the Jaguars in the division. I do too. In Buffalo, Titans have had their shot. They had the number one seed last year. You know what? I, I think like they're boring. Lawrence. They're boring. I like what the Jags are doing. Yes. Um, they're boring. They're very boring. The Titans. The Jaguars are cool. They're fun. They're not great. <laughs> they're young. They're young. They're exciting. And they're they awesome. have the, the Bills legend Zay Jones. I mean, who wouldn't yeah. want to see Zay Jones back in Buffalo for a game, especially in the playoffs? Yeah, hopefully he drops a couple passes like he did a lot in Buffalo. Um, Cam's coming in. He runs the BuffaloNews.com. He's our main editor. Ooh. My mother scares me more than Joe Mixon. I don't know if wow. that's a good, I don't know if it's a good thing because I like Joe Mixon. I think Joe Mixon's very good, so I don't know how scary your mother is, uh, uh, Cam. No disrespect to uh, your mother. Uh, Joe Mixon all. has 55 catches on the air. He's very good, Joe, Joe Mixon. He's very good. They've kind of gone away from him a little bit in the last handful of weeks. It's been very weird. I know he dealt with an injury. He always does. When does Joe Mixon not deal with an injury? I think maybe a year or two ago was the one year he, like, he had nothing. Um, but if you, I know if you're a fantasy player and you have Joe Mixon, you vent through bumps and roads over the years with him and his availability. But they've kind of... Used a lot of Samaji P. Ryan. You, I don't know if you, you, I don't know if you remember this, Adam, but it was last year in the Super Bowl. That last play of the game, when Burrow got pressured by Donald, had to like throw it away or kind of try to get the pass off, and then the game ended. Um, Samaji P. Ryan was on the field in an obvious passing down instead of Joe Mixon, and I remember people wow. were raising questions about that because I think Joe Mixon's a much better pass catcher than uh, Samaji P. Ryan, and I think if. I think James Cook kind of resembles potentially a future uh, of what Joe Mixon is. And if we can get everything like Joe Mixon out of James Cook, I like that. That's what I like. But, yeah, Joe Mixon, he's very good. You're going to have to game plan for him. But I like our strength in who's going I'm to I'm more confident in our run defense than our pass defense. So Joe yes. Mixon is a great football player, and he needs to be accounted for. I like – I mean, we shut down Derrick Henry. Uh, I'm not saying Joe Mixon and Derrick Henry and it's different weeks and everything – I just am more confident in our ability to shut down Joe Mixon than I am in our ability to shut down three good wide receivers and a tight end. And I think the guys, I know you talked about the, you just mentioned the running game, but I think the guys that would be going against him most likely are in coverage are Matt Milano and Tremaine Edmonds. I like, I, you know what? I, we're not about, I wanted to say this about the Bears game. That's Tremaine Edmonds right there. My favorite play of the Bears game was that Matt Milano hit on Justin Fields when he rolled out to the right and tried to get that first down. I believe it was a third down. Yeah, it was a third down because I remember they got off the field. And Matt Milano laid the absolute boom. It was a clean hit. Clean hit to the legs. That's how you take down a guy. Not what Derwin James did to the Colts on Monday Night Football. That I will not stand any Matt Milano is a dirty player slander. None of it. I've seen it on the timeline. Yeah, I don't Matt get Milano, that. 
protect him at all when, costs. When did, when did that start this year? It's a it new started thing. when he, he hit Tua, and Tua had wobbled off the field. People were saying that that was a dirty hit. And then and the then Mike the White Mike hit. White hit yeah. And now the Justin Fields hit. Well, when Michael White, Michael, when Mike White says it's a clean hit, I think we should take the guy that got hit, that plays in the National Football League, and also the guy that got hit, opinion, over, I don't know, Jimmy Jimmy John on Twitter. I don't know. Some Jimmy random, John. Yeah. Some, yeah. On uh, Twitter. <laughs> um, Lance is coming in. Uh, Lance hosts the sit-down on the Bill and Buffalo Network on Saturday evening, so you guys want to make sure you check that out. Uh, Lance is a character. Score 30-plus. Yeah, that works. I'll, I'll, I'll chalk up 30-plus. Um Doug's coming in, need Shaq to bring the nasty and choose violence Monday. Yeah, I think we talked about that. The pass rush is going to be key. Get after the quarterback, uh, make it difficult for Joe Burrow, all that fun stuff. And Ed Oliver well, needs to eat too, baby. Ed Oliver, Greg Rousseau, they need to eat. They need to feast. They need Kingsley to get after. Jonathan. Kingsley Jonathan, baby. Well, actually, he's Did probably – I don't, I don't, he had, I don't he had, know. He had a nasty swim move, I think, in the first quarter. Yeah, I don't know if Basham's going to – be available on Monday night. I don't know his status. He didn't really practice the following the past week. But we haven't well, had. There's injury. nothing yet this week. We have nothing. We no, have we have nothing. Reason. It's Wednesday. It's tomorrow. We <laughs> should get our first thing. It's weird. We have nothing. But Kingsley Jonathan, he was also had that pass deflection. Uh, Syracuse but, boy, right? They're yeah, Syracuse. Syracuse. Yeah, he played at Syracuse. He was. He had, that, he had that pass deflection against the Bears, but then he lined up offsides. He was offsides. Uh, just, you know what? He has. He's maybe gotten like twelve snaps this year. I'm not he mad at the kid. I like well. it. You know what? I feel like McDermott was like, "Hey, dude, make sure you make sure you check." I bet you McDermott's like, "Hey, hell of a play, man. Make sure you check where you are on the line before you before you make an awesome play." But make an awesome yeah. play. So I like that because it didn't cost us the game. Like, you, know, you know what I mean? Like it's like it was okay and all that stuff. It's something to learn. Make sure you're on the right side of the line. Um, but that's a good athletic play, and we could use that as our fourth edge rusher. Sean's coming in, and then this is a good segue to how the offense goes against the Bengals' defense. Use the run 50% of the game uh, for clock management. So, Adam, I'm going to start with you. What are some of the keys for the Bills offensively? I I think that what the Bills were able to do with the depleted roster against Miami when we were in Miami, where we were able to just really control the clock management. I know that we had red zone woes. I know that we had turnovers there, um, but that's the game I kind of look back to at what we kind of need to do in this kind of matchup. As and you're well. talking about the week three game. Sorry to cut you off. Oh, yes, three yes, game. yes. The week three game in Miami where we just dominated time of possession. Yeah. Like I said, it didn't result in us winning the game. We had some red zone woes. Uh, we had some miscues here and there, but that game really was one of the more dominant games that we've seen from a clock management perspective. Um, I think last week kind of showed, uh, and, and every week does, kind of shows that the Bills can win in multiple ways. Yes, while the offensive line may not be the most premier in the NFL, the Bills had 250-plus rushing yards last week, and it wasn't because Josh Allen ran for 125. Just the Bills had over 250 rushing yards. Um, I think the dynamic duo of James Cook actually being incorporated into this offense and Singletary playing meaningful football like he was towards the end of last year is really going to be what dictates this matchup. First and 10, a six-yard run, boom. It's just really going to open the game up. If we can manage the clock well, hold on to the football for a prolonged period of time, and mix in the run with the pass a little bit so we're not one-dimensional, uh, I think that the Bills are going to do really well. No, 100%. I think offensively, you're going to have to obviously limit the turnovers. That's any game. I know this is kind of like the cliche thing. Limit the turnovers. Yeah. Well, yeah. Score more points. Don't turn the ball over. 
and uh, hold on to the ball long. Yeah. So, yeah. But if we go break down the fundamentals, it's going to like you got to get digs targets. You, you got to get digs a little more targets. And look, if the Bills score 35 points and digs gets three targets, I'm okay. I'm okay. If the Bills offense is humming, who cares? But if the Bills offense starts to have that lull, you need to get Diggs involved. I think Diggs I, is the kind of player that you force feed the ball to. I don't know about I agree. I don't know about what you think. I think Monday night, the Bills first offensive possession, Diggs is getting the ball early and often. It's like that Rams game. Go back to what he did that Rams game. He's had a great year. He's still third in receiving yards. That's how good of a year. Go to the Tennessee game. Yeah. You gotta get him the ball. And it opens up so many different things. Also, run the ball. The running game has a chance to be very good. It was very good against the Bears. James Cook, I love Devin Singletary, and I think Devin Singletary is very good, and I think we talked about this over the summer. No more slander for Devin Singletary, and he doesn't deserve nope. more, Devin, uh, more slander. But James Cook has another gear. We all, I think we know he has another gear. That ability, and I tweeted a video out on Monday or Tuesday about his ability to get to the second level and his ability to keep the same pace he has. His ability to get to the second level, keep the speed, and then just obviously run into the end zone for the touchdown is something that the <laughs> is something that the Bills have lacked because I think Singletary doesn't have that breakaway speed, even though he kind of showed he might have. He might. He might. But I think that two-headed monster is something that the Bills need to lean on, use, because it opens up the passing game. Look, if Josh Allen's having an incredible passing game on Monday night, they're not going to go away from it. Like It's no. just that. It's that how good. But if Allen struggles or the uh, passing game has a little inconsistencies – Run the ball. I think they got to run the ball because it opens up the pass. It's if yep. the Bengals can't stop the run on Monday night, they're going to be like, crap. If we can't stop their weaker part of their offense, we're in for a long night. And I think if the Bills' offense passing game starts to click a little more than it has in recent weeks, like the Dolphins game, I think the Dolphins game minus the third quarter of whatever happened in the third quarter, don't do that ever again. Um, whatever you did in the first half, do that again. Um, you go back to that, I think the Bills can have success. I don't think this Cincinnati Bengals defense scares me. I really don't. Look, they've played better, like I said earlier in the show, than their names on their back of their jerseys because they, they don't have a lot of studs. But I'm looking at their number one uh, on their PFF. Jesse Bates is the one guy in the secondary that gives me a little like, ooh, Jesse Bates is very good. Um, Mike Hilton's solid. Uh, Chidabe Ozui, I think I got his name right, is solid. But they don't, they don't, they don't scare me. Uh, I know you give me that little like, yeah, you got your name, his name, right? Who knows? They're good up front. DJ Reader's good. Uh, Trey Henderson good. Is Trey Henderson out injured right now? DJ or is DJ Reader injured? I thought they said Hendrickson might be out. Okay, but again, we don't have, haven't had any any injury reports because the teams haven't been practicing. I point. will say you made a point, and I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying. You made a point that uh, one of the less strong, one of the weaker parts of our game is the run game. Now, I know Josh Allen takes up a huge number of that at 746 yards in the season. Yeah, I know where you're going. Um, But the Bills are the only team in the NFL this season to have 100-plus rushing yards in every single game. Not only that, James Cook, beginning of the year, everyone's clamoring. Needs to get more touches. Needs to get more opportunities. McDermott's slowly, slowly feeding him in, feeding him in. The kid is getting confident, and I am loving it. On draft mm-hmm. night, you didn't have a single smile. When he was running into that end zone, that dude was smiling ear to ear. It's just 
seeing him develop as a professional and being more um, just getting more opportunities and taking advantage of it. James Cook right now is leading the NFL in yards per attempt at 5.8 yards a carry. Yes, Josh Allen has 6.5 yards a carry, but Cook has just been lights out. That, and again, don't slander Singletary. But when you're looking at a weapon like Josh Allen, yes, the running game is obviously the lesser um, impact on the game um, from a success standpoint. But teams are kind of starting to have to be careful on how the Bills can run the football on them, even without a great offensive line. And that's a good thing. Because, like I said, it opens up the ability for play actions, the ability to make Josh Allen, let Josh Josh cook, and all that fun, uh, all that fun stuff so we're gonna flip over to some key matchups and i forgot to tell you this in our pre um show conversation towards the end of the show i usually do like the picasso's player of the game from the bears game but we're gonna do our picasso's pizza key player of the game for the Bengals game so we'll we'll get that towards the end of the show um just so you have that in the back of your mind i always mention that to people um we're gonna look at some key matchups so adam what player two going against a certain player uh, kind of sparks your uh, sparks your brain so it's not who they're going up against but it's a player that has finally seen some action in the passing game um it's a player that we're paying top five money for that position um and it's a player that when i was looking at the depth chart was shocked to see them number third overall on the team in terms of yards and that's going to be dawson knox uh dawson started the season kind of slow um, again, the, the man was battling some of the hardest things that you could possibly imagine a human going through with the loss of his brother. Um, I, I can't even imagine how he's playing football on a weekly basis, let alone competing at the high level. Um, but it seems like Dorsey's really unlocked something in his game. So one of the big matchups that I'm looking for is a utilization of Dawson Knox against the Bengals. The Bengals are going to have to make sure they're staying on Diggs and Davis. That's a given. So I think it's really going to give Dawson Knox the opportunity to succeed. Not only that, but I think my key matchup is going to be Trey White against Jamar Chase. Um, All year we've been talking about Trey White kind of getting back to his all-pro caliber self. He's had a few slip-ups here and there, um, but he's battling, he's working. And I think on Monday Night Football in one of the most anticipated matchups of the season, we're going to see Trey White back to his all-pro self. Wayne's coming in. Blow them away, Bills. Don't let up. I like it, Wayne. I like it, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate the comment section, guys. Comments are open as always. Drop your thoughts. Drop your questions. You can talk about basically anything if you want. Um, But, yeah, I think – and I feel like going to Josh Allen at this point, right, I feel like primetime games or national televised games, non-1 o'clock on a Sunday against the Bears or obviously Saturday, his play kind of increases. I'm trying to think of national televised games this year. So if we go back and look at the Bills' uh, schedule, I'm doing this off the top of my head. I'm going to type this in right now, uh, Google. But I'm going back off the top of my head with this. Uh, you have the Rams game, national televised game. Adam, would you say Josh Allen played good in that game? Oh, yeah. Titans game, national televised oh, game. Oh, I was say? there. I was there. Oh, would my gosh. Say? Him and Diggs. Would you say he played good in that game? <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. We're moving down the chain, moving down the chain, not a national game, not a national game. I guess the chiefs game is a national game. Cause it was game of the week. Would you say that would be a national game? We'll mark that big game. I thought he played pretty well. What do you think? Yeah. Okay. Packers game. Most of the game he played pretty well, a little bit of up and down, but the bills did his thing. Jets game. No Vikings game was not a national televised game. That was a one o'clock game. Browns game. No 
Thanksgiving lines. I wouldn't say Allen played particularly spectacular in that game, but they did put up 28 points against a very a better Lions team than I think we all expected throughout the year. 28 points. Patriots game one in a football. I would say Allen had a very good game in that Patriots game. Not crazy stat lines, but he did his thing. Jets game was not. Dolphins game, that was national TV. He played pretty well in that game. Four touchdown passes. I like the sound of that. Minus the third quarter debacle. And now we flip over to Monday night football. National TV. Everybody's going to be watching. It's a standalone game. Bills at the Bengals. Josh Allen plays great when the lights are the brightest. So I expect that's a key matchup for me, Josh Allen, because it's a simple way to say, yeah, the Bills go as far as Josh Allen goes. That is true. But with the emergence of the potential legit run game that the Bills have showed in the last couple of weeks and the uh, the duo of James Cook and Devin Singletary, there's a little less pressure on Josh Allen, I would say. But if the Bills can kind of just dictate through the air, not – go crazy with the passes, deep passes. I think the Bills need to kind of let the offense come to them. I thought in that Bears game, time to time, the Bills just kind of let it loose a little too much. You're just like, you were thinking like that one pass to McKenzie, that deep pass that turned Double coverage yes. in the end zone. I don't think Morris is running over the middle of the yes. field wide open for 15 yards. Yes. I don't think Allen saw, I think that was Kyler Gordon on the right side or Jaquan Brisker, one of those two. I don't think he saw them. No need to make that throw at that point of the game. You got momentum. You're you're doing your things. And luckily, the defense was outstanding against the Bears offense that has given some teams some struggles, but overall was not a great offensive through the air, especially. But don't need to make that throw. His second interception, uh, I don't know. I don't know what that was. He he's, he was kind of say We're going to say the UCL is still bugging him. We're he also gonna... mentioned the wind a little. He mentioned the wind. So if that's the problem, why are we kind of – airing it out a little too much. I don't think that's going to be a problem in the Bengals game because I don't think the weather's as important or as crazy. It's going to be like the 50 degrees. I think I saw some rain potentially, but I don't think it's going to be Buffalo in January or December. I don't think we have to deal with that. But I think if you're the Bills, let the offense kind of come to you. You know what that means? That means hit your hit your check down. Is it Hines? Is it Cook? Is it Cole Beasley? Get Diggs involved early and often. Let Davis run the seam route, run Davis down the sideline. I think the Bills need to kind of go back to a little bit of their bread and butter on offense, and that starts with Josh Allen doing his thing. Yep, I completely agree. I think getting Cole Beasley uh, into the game a little more. Now, listen, the dude is kind of not at the high peak football shape yet. yeah, Yeah. But you can throw the ball to him. And again, like I said, getting Dawson Knox incorporated, hitting Gabe Davis, and target digs more than twice. I know that we won 33 to 15. Totally great, wonderful. Um, but Did in the playoffs, we're going to need target digs. We're going to have to. Yes. Uh, take the check down. Take what the defense gives you. But don't be afraid to take the top off. Maybe not when, when McKenzie doesn't have a step on either defender and is double covered in the end zone. Maybe not the best place, but if Davis has a step down the middle of the field like he did on the Steelers for that 98-yard touchdown, let it rip, baby. You're on prime time. You know what I'm calling right now? I'm calling a big Gabe Davis game. Yeah? I'm calling a Gabe Davis game. I'm calling Diggs gets like six catches for 80 yards, 70 yards, has a good game. I think Davis goes over 100. Allen targets him. Allen's not afraid to target Gabe Davis. So I know some people like the narrative was like, oh, Alan, not in the narrative, but like 
Gabe Davis is not really involved in the offense. He's involved. It's just been a little bit of up and down. I think his ankle is still bothering him. That one play, I don't think he was ever going to catch us, where it was third down, Allen was scrambling. We're in the red zone. I think we're in the red zone, and he kind of throws it up to Davis, and Davis is behind the corner, and the corner had his back turned him, and I don't think Davis made an effort on that ball. No. I think if Davis, I th- hopefully when he went to the sideline, the receiver's coach, I for- always forget his name, Chad Hall, I think it is, right, Chad? Mm-hmm. Should have been like, hey, uh, Davis, you, you, you make a play on that ball. You're not catching it, but you're getting that PI. Do you yeah. like those are the things you got to do? I think if you're like a Diggs, he knows how to do that. Maybe not that many other people on the team at this point know how to do that, but I think like that type of play, and I was like, Davis, like that's inexcusable because that's not even trying to make a catch. That's literally all you got to do is bump the other guy, like just yep. try, trying to like wail your hands out and just something they're gonna call it if you like in dist- look like you're in distress trying to get the ball. The rest are gonna be like, oh, throw the flag. Um, and it's gonna be the battle of Burrow and Allen. Not that neither of them are on the field, so I hate like the battle of those two. Yeah. But do you think it's gonna be a more run heavy game, or do you think it is gonna be both quarterbacks airing it out, putting a show on prime time? What do you think the game plan is gonna be? I say run the ball. I think the Bills are gonna. I like. I say that, and then we're just gonna air it out like seventy times. Uh, because I know how this Bills. I've watched too many Bills games to know how this how this works. Um. But I think if they're smart, I wouldn't say it's more run centric. I wouldn't say that, but I would ex- maybe not the deep pass. Maybe not. Maybe maybe I don't know because I feel like the Bills changes up every week on me. Like it's like there's no. Con- I think if you your ability to run the ball, you mentioned the Miami game from week three. It keeps the Bengals off the field. I don't yep. think you need to score thirty five points in this game. I don't think you need. We've seen the last two weeks. This Bengals team is very beatable. They should have lost the last two weeks. The Buccaneers up 17-3 at half, and they decide to play the worst half of football I have ever seen. Tom Brady fumble, interception. Giovanni Bernard doesn't know what he's doing on a punt. It just drills him in the face. Like, everything the Bengals did wrong, like everything you could do wrong in that second half for the uh, the Buccaneers, excuse me, not the Bengals, but the Buccaneers, they did wrong. Obviously, the Bengals ended up winning. And then this past week against the Patriots, Patriots don't fumble. They probably win that game, I would say. Maybe Joe Burrow goes down and uh, leads a game-tying driver, game-winning drive. I don't know. But there wasn't a lot of time left uh, no. if you're the Patriots and if you're the Bengals. So they're beatable. This team is very beatable. And I forgot who mentioned earlier, and they said they were beatable. I think this is a very winnable game for the Bills. But going back to your question, running the ball, because I think you can take the Bengals' offense off the field. The biggest, The best way to stop – an elite quarterback is for him to be sitting on the bench, him to not be on the field. Besides getting after him, it's him to be just not on the field. If you can dictate the time of possession like he did in the Miami game, you can keep him off the bench, keeps your defense fresh, and lets the Bills' offense kind of do their thing. What do you think? You think passing game, you think running game, or you think combination of both? I think maybe a combination of both. I think the run-heavy centric game plan that we kind of had last matchup against um, the Bears, I, I think that Dorsey's going to want some ammo uh, in the passing game. Um, but but you never know, man. Like I say that now, I say, oh, we're going to take the short game and we're going to run all day. Mm-hmm. And then it's just going to be streak routes for the entire second half. So you never really know with this Bills team because they can beat you in a multitude of ways. Um, I would just like to see a full game. Uh, I, I don't think this season, aside from maybe the Rams game or maybe that Titans game, have we seen kind of a full game from both both the offense and defense. Um, I just want to see Josh Allen light it up. I want to see Cook and Singletary light it up. I want to see the defense dominate. Um, I just want to see the Bills win. 
Um, I really want the Bills to lock onto that one seed and hold onto it um, because I think that this team is 13 seconds better, especially if the playoffs have to run through Orchard Park. Um, I like that the matchups are a little bit easier if we are that one seed, but every team in the AFC is good. You have the Jags, you have the Ravens with Lamar Jackson coming back. Uh, you have the Bengals with Joe Burrow and the three-headed monster that he has there. You have the Chiefs. You have even the Jets with the dominant defense that gave us troubles or Miami with Tua, Waddle, and Tyreek who are a very good football team i think regardless of what happens it's, it's going to be a challenge but in order to be the number one seed you have to beat great teams like the Bengals. uh and if the bills are the super bowl favorites that everyone was chalking up chalking them up to be i think this game is the ultimate litmus test for that kind of dominant team so let's i want to talk about the before we get to some of the our game predictions and our picasso's uh key to the game this this one seed this standings um situation that is going on for the Bills. So if they've locked up a top three seed, there's they can't fall past the three seed, and they've obviously locked up at least one home game because they won the division. Obviously, third straight. I forgot to mention that. Congrats to the Bills, third straight AFC champion. Awesome. That's how we do it. Keep it going. Keep it going. Um, keep it going for next year. Another AFC champion. That'd be awesome. Um, eighteen in a row. Yeah, that that would be that would be pretty cool. Uh, this this um. Where was it going? Oh, the division, the 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 seating, uh, the one, two, and three seats. So, is there any? I forgot, I'm trying to. I'm kind of like off the cuff here. Any chance that the Bills? I don't know if you know this, Adam. That the Bills get that can get still a two, a one seat. No. What happens if the Bills lose? So, if the Bills lose this week, they fall back to three. Is that what happens? It's so tight up at the top. I know that there's a way that even if we lose, we can still win the one, but it would require a Chiefs or Bengals loss after it. Uh, so, I mean, the the Bills have the tiebreaker over the Chiefs. The Bengals have the tiebreaker over the Chiefs. I'm doing uh, so it right now. Bills, if the so, Bills lose, it's... Just, we'll say for this week. We'll say the Bills lose for this week. We're doing a little off-the-cuff ESPN NFL playoff machine here. So we'll say we'll just do the Bills, Bengals, and Chiefs because that's all that really matters at this point. There's nobody yep. getting into the third. Uh We'll say the Chiefs. So if the Chiefs win this week against Denver, they should, and the Bengals win. Say we lose on Monday Night Football, we shift to the three seed. So we're third at twelve and four. The Bengals are two at twelve and four, and the Chiefs are one at thirteen and three. Which is, I'm not saying it's problematic, but it's a big step back from potential one seed. Flip to week eighteen. Bengals, Ravens. So if the Let's say the Ravens. If the Bengals win, they clinch it because the Bills can't have them over the tiebreaker. Um, it, stuff gets very interesting if the Raiders beat the Chiefs and the Bills beat wherever the heck this Bills game is. Patriots. Uh, because the Bills will slide into the two seed and the Bengals will get that one seed. And the Chiefs will fall to three. What the Bills can do right here. You beat the Bengals. You go into week 18. All you got to do is beat the Patriots. And technically there is a path for the Bills to is there a path for the Bills to rest the starters week 18? I think there is. I think yeah. if you look back at it, it would be Denver beating Kansas City and us beating Cincinnati. That's or if we lose to Cincinnati but still have one, two, or three locked up, and it doesn't really matter for two or three. I mean Yeah, I guess so. Would you would you rather clinch the playoff spot? But would you, you rather be two? You'd rather be two. I don't know. We never know with these no. kind of things. I mean, wouldn't you rather be two? Well, I, I guess wouldn't you rather be two because you'd be a home playoff game in the divisional uh, round? Isn't the Patriots game a late game? I have no uh, I have no idea. 
they probably they, don't they always shift them at the same time so you can't do that <laughs> you can't like kind of like oh, yeah. switch all the games up but wouldn't you rather be the two than the three because you get a home divisional game Would you, you no? I'd rather have a home divisional game, Adam. I mean, if we don't, we, if we don't have the playoffs run through Buffalo, it's like whatever, just sit them. I guess that's true. Um, and then obviously, the, so the, it, look, there's a path for the Bills to sit the Stars of Week 18. It would be a Bills victory over the Bengals on Monday Night Football, but it would have to happen on that Sunday, which would be a Denver win over Kansas City, which would be uh. So we're big Denver fans on Sunday, guys. Go yep. Denver. Yep, my fiance is a huge Denver Broncos fan. Go Broncos, baby. Yep, we're rooting for Denver. We're rooting for your fiance for Denver to win. Oh my god, that's not gonna happen. Uh that's just not gonna happen. No. You gotta let Russ cook. You gotta let Russ cook. The biggest thing was when the Texans went to OT against the Chiefs two weeks ago. Uh you remember the Broncos almost took down yeah. The, yeah. the Chiefs a few weeks ago. No, I no, I I'm not saying it can't happen. Probably won't happen, but a couple weeks ago the Texans took the Chiefs to um overtime. Overtime and they got to stop. They got the ball back, and then Davis most fumbled. And I was like, "Oh my god, Davis! All you got to do was not fumble, not fumble, dude." But Bills beat the Bengals on Monday Night Football, and they're control their own destiny with a chance to get the one seed next week. Do you they, think that there's any kind of narrative shifting information that happens? Narrative shifting uh, arguments that happen if the Bills win this game? Do you think anyone says that, you know, they're, they're the top dogs, they're really good? Or do you think the same old concerns about the team happen? If they uh, beat the, the Bengals? Win? Yeah. No, I think they say they're the top dog because national media pundits love the primetime victory over what another really loss? good team. Oh, they're going to rip us to shreds. They're going to reference the shreds. They'll say they're the third. Somebody's coming in. So they'll say they're the third best team in the AFC, right? Behind the Bengals and Chiefs, whatever order. And there's going to be some national pundit that's coming in with the Chargers or the Ravens saying they're yep. better than the Bills. That's what's going to happen. Do we, does it matter? No, I don't really care. Um, now, take a look at this, right? If the Bills do win, the playoff mm-hmm. seedings stay uh, as they are now. The Bills will have wins over the Chiefs, the Bengals, the uh, Titans, or Jags. We had the win over the Titans. Uh, did we? I can't remember because the season's so long. Did we play the Ravens? Yeah, we beat them. We, and we beat the Ravens. We so came we back against the Ravens. Oh, yeah. Yep, 17 points. So And potentially the Dolphins or Jets. So we would have wins over every single and team in the playoffs. If the Patriots get in, the Patriots. If the Steelers yep. somehow get in, which they still can, over the Steelers. So the only team would be not the Chargers. Right. And obviously if the Jaguars win the division. But the Titans, we beat the Pretty Dolphins. Pretty tough schedule. Yeah, it ain't easy. Not an easy schedule. Alpha Rob's coming in. I want more Beasley. How are we doing, Alpha Rob? Pretty sure. Yeah, I think the thing with Beasley is that I think, Adam, you mentioned that earlier or this earlier. He's clearly not in full Beasley game shape from two years ago or even from a year ago. But they're not. they also didn't want to push his snap count. So they're kind of shifting him a little more. I would like a little more Cole Beasley. Though, because I think you know he, who I would like a little more of? Diggs. Khalil Shakir. Oh, and Diggs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would like a little more Khalil Shakir. I think he's been solid when he has gotten the opportunity, like James Cook. When James Cook has gotten opportunity, he's been very good. I think Shakir has been very good when he's gotten. He's second on the team in average yards per catch. Can't argue with that stat, Adam. You cannot argue. I think just they just haven't really used Shakir. They just haven't really used him. No. But with the Beasley, I think they go with a little more Beasley. I think they're starting to ramp it up a little. I don't expect to see John Brown this week. 
Um, uh, he has one more call up before the active, and so does Beasley. So they can each get called up one more time. I think Beasley's John Brown or Beasley gets called up this game, and then the other game, the other person. And then playoffs, it's just go. Unlimited. Yes. So I, I bet you it would be Beasley this week. Wouldn't you think so? Yeah, continuity, keep him in, and then Brown the last week. Or if depending on what happens, if they rest, rest starters, I, I don't know. I think they think they can beat the Patriots without Cole Beasley the following week. I think they might need Cole Beasley this week. How fitting would that be, though, if the Bills beat the Bengals from our fandom and from the pessimism of I all the years? How fitting it, would it be? Say it, dude. But it, you know where I'm going, right? Yeah, it's I know where you're going. Lose to the Patriots and just ruin yeah. the season. Not ruin the season, but they would. at that point, they would fall to the two. Trap game. Yes, they would fall to the two because they would have the tiebreak over the Bengals, so there'd be no opportunity for the Bengals to jump them. Yep. So a win this week locks up a top two seed. Two wins locks up a one seed. A win against the Bengals and a Chiefs loss locks up the one seed. Right? Yeah. Wow. That would be a great weekend. Uh, and then just... Then the final week, I can watch Case Keenum throw the ball around the rock. Around the yard. <laughs> yeah. No, Bitcoin Barkley, baby. What would, would what would, what would your opinion be? Because we're not going to talk about this. Would you start Allen in that opportunity, or would you go Keenum? Would you get no Allen? One, any, no one any... that starts is on the field. I'm freaking okay. – okay. I mean, Khalil Shakir is our wide receiver one. You think, you think the two weeks off will hurt it? You don't care about the two weeks potentially being off? With the way that injuries have plagued this roster. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. You know what? You're right. If we had if we had been full bill health all year, not losing Von Miller, Micah Hyde, and everyone in their mother was hurt, I'd be like, yeah. Okay. That's fair. No Trey White, no Diggs. Not no, yeah, definitely not Diggs. Diggs is fine. Maybe Allen for a series, but I would be shocked if they even did that. Hand it off the ball once and then out of the game. Yeah, maybe something like that. A lot of a lot of Naeem Hines, a lot of uh who's the running back they have in their practice squad? Who am I we thinking got rid of? of so many of them. Is he just maybe I'm? I was saying, oh, Duke Johnson. Thinking? Duke Johnson. Thank you. A lot of Duke Johnson. A lot of I would love to see a lot of Duke Johnson against the Patriots. That's a good thing, guys. If you don't like Duke Johnson, you want to see him the last week because that means stuff happened. Yep. Good things happened. If Duke Johnson's playing in Week 18, Alpha's coming in. Love the name. Allen shows up for big games. Yeah, he does. I kind of want. I just broke down the whole schedule. Talked about the primetime games that Allen has played well in this year. I like the weather being in the 50s. Yeah. I'm not at the game. Not going to be at the game. Lance, part of Bill Buffalo, will be at the game. So if you're going to the Bills at Bengals game, say hi to Lance. Give him a hug. Um, Allen needs four more rushing yards to be at 4,000 passing and 750 rushing. That's a that's a good that's a good stat. That is nuts. Yeah, he also passed Dan Marino's uh, touchdown record. That he I think passed. Herbie. I think Herbie might beat that. You think Herbert might beat that? Yeah, he might. But Allen is the whole sole leader at this point, so that's all that matters. This is our year. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I like the attitude. This is our year. Uh, go Buffalo. Bring back the win. Dino and Alpha Rob's coming in. Davis doesn't look the same since week one. I think his ankle is bothering him some. Yeah, I think the ankle has been uh up and down thing for him. He's not going to fully mention it. McDermott's not going to come out. Oh, his ankle because... NFL, nobody cares about injuries. No, if Cole Beasley play, played on a broken leg, and Diggs was with a hamstring injury yeah. uh, at the playoffs two years ago against Kansas City. They're not going to mention that. No, they're not. It could be an off-season off, uh, off thing that we talk about yeah. with Gabe Davis. But in the NFL, if you're on the field, nobody cares about injuries. It, the whole league, the national media does not care if you're on the field. If you're off the field, it's different. When you play, 
Like I said, the Josh Allen UCL thing. Not a lot of people mentioned. A lot of people in the Bills media mentioned it in the Buffalo area because it's a legit thing. And he's mentioned that it's still bothering him. And it's it's a but no one cares if you're on the field. No one cares if you're on the field. So we got two things we got to do, Adam, before we say goodbye to our uh, listeners, watchers. And if you guys prefer to listen to the podcast version, Apple Podcasts or Spotify comes out tomorrow morning or wherever you get your podcast. Type in Bill and Buffalo Podcast Network and you will get this wherever you guys get your podcasts. You should do mostly Apple Podcasts, but wherever. So I'm going to start with you. Shout out to our sponsor, Picasso's Pizza. For the best pizza in Buffalo, it's got to be Picasso. So Adam, who is your Picasso's Pizza key player? Of the game. I think James Cook broke the seal last game with his dominant performance. And I think we see that again. Uh, I think we kind of see the resurgence or not resurgence. I think we see the rise of James Cook as a prolific back in the NFL. So I think James Cook has a monster game with over 100 yards on the ground and a couple big catches crucial late in the game. My Picasso's pizza key player of the game and i think you mentioned him earlier he's gonna have a tough matchup this week i'm talking about trey white he's gonna be going up against either jamar chase or t higgins probably mostly jamar chase that is a tough ask and if the bills and if trey white can slow down jamar chase and kind of do his thing against him it helps the bills defense it's gonna help the bills defense get off the field and it's gonna make this game a lot easier and a lot stressful for the bills fans and for the bills so trey white is my key player of the game. Tough matchup with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, but if he balls, this Bills defense, look out. They can have a great night. So I got Trey White as a key player of the game. Adam is going with James Cook. So that's going to take us to our end of the show, but we got to do our game predictions. So Adam, I'm going to start with you. What is the final score, and who do you got winning this Monday Night Football Clash? Man, that's a tough one. I'm going to say 38-24 Bills. 24, 28-24 Bills, is that what you said? 38-24. Where did I hear 28? 38-24 for Adam? That's a lot of points. You th- I want, thinking- I, it's because I, I always want, I'd rather have dominant high-scoring games. Like That's what I want. I want to see mm-hmm. Allen throw for three, four touchdowns. I want to see a shootout. I'm not against that. What's up, Bobby? Appreciate you coming in a little late, but no worries. As always, if you want to rewatch it, you can go on Apple Podcasts or Spotify tomorrow. You just hit rewind on YouTube or Facebook. 38-24 for Adam. I like that score. I think a lot of Bills fans would agree with that. I'm thinking a little closer. I got 28-24 Bills. I got a tough game that we're sweating out, kind of like that Miami game two weeks ago where we're we're sweating it out. It's not going to be easy victory for the Bills. I want you to be right. I'd rather I'm wrong than you're right in this. I'm trying to speak version. it into existence. Yeah, Just that's like a smart it's idea. easy, we're relaxed, everything's fine. But I got 28-24 with the Bills victory. And I think, yeah, maybe it's a 28-17 with a minute left and the game's over. I mean, that's a little less stressful and they got to get an onside kick. Actually, it'll be still a little stressful because you'll be sitting there on pins and needles with the onside kick. I just but, hope we don't get blown out. I, I can't, I don't want to turn on my TV in 10 minutes in. It's 14-0 to zero and Burrow's driving for his third consecutive touchdown. You're going to miss the beginning of the game? Is that what, is that what happens on Monday Night Football? I'm just saying, I, I, I hope that that isn't the case. I guess that's true. What, what Before we get to... Um, and the show, what does it feel like? Because you obviously you're in Arizona, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Games at five o'clock for you. Is that a little? Is that interesting? How does that feel? Because I'm I've I go to school on the East Coast. I go to school in Rhode Island. I go to Providence College. I grew up in Westchester, New York. So I've been an East Coast kid. I'm 21. My whole 21 years of my life, not a West Coast person. Don't really know that time zone or 
how it feels. But five o'clock, is that a little weird for you? I love it because my heart goes through the roof throughout the game and I can have a couple hours before bed where I can calm down. Being I on can't the East Coast, sleep after these exactly, primetime games. Exactly. What the heck? It's, you're just laying in bed, like freaking out. I do the same thing, but I have a few more hours to spare. Yeah, that, that Dolphins game, I'm sitting in my bed and I'm like, I can't, uh, can't go, can't go to sleep. Right I now. was at, so the, for the Dolphins game, the Sabres were in town. So I went to the Sabres game against the Coyotes, the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, and we were watching the football game the entire time as the Sabres wound up getting the victory. There was like three minutes left in the football game. So fans were sitting around watching the rest of the game. Uh, and as the bills won, we were in the parking lot for probably 40 minutes and people were beeping their horn to let's go Buffalo. It was just an absolutely unreal That's experience. Awesome. It was so much fun. But yeah, and I know because I found her Dave Myers. He lives in Cal. He's out in Cal. He moved from New York, obviously, back to, out to California. He likes that 10 a.m. start when it's a one o'clock oh. game. Have your breakfast. This is just awesome. Oh, it's so great. Before lunch or right after lunch, the game's over. Yeah, that is awesome. Okay, I think we got to touch on this before we get out. It's Hyde coming back for the playoffs. I saw the athletic reporting on it, and I've seen Hyde working out. I, I would Bedford, love him to come back. He's working on the side of Crowder and Benford, I believe it was. If I'm missing I would love else. for him to come back, but how conservative with injuries, with injuries, have the uh, McDermott too. and Bean have been over the past. I, man, I, I can't see it. I would love to, and in my heart of hearts, I want it more than anything. But if it at all jeopardizes his future as and a his human health. being, not just as a professional, um, just stay off the field. I would love yeah. it, but just. He's going to have to be cleared by multiple doctors. Oh, yeah. Probably. And it's, it's going to have to be up to him and the staff and his family. So I'm not going to put the be like, he has to play if he can't. I'm not going to. That's not where we are. Next year's different, obviously. But if he's comfortable year, and no. can do it and doctors clear him, I will be so happy. Same thing with Crowder. If Crowder yeah, can Crowder is very important if he comes field, back. I would love Crowder huge. coming back. Yes, yes. And even Benford, too. Another, just yes. another guy back there in the secondary who – Obviously, he was a rookie. He was a day three pick. Has a little up and down, but he's played he pretty well. The first game of yes. the season, he's played pretty well and just gives the Bills another option at the cornerback position. Obviously, knock on wood with injuries and just rotational ability. So, I think Benford would be awesome if he came back. I think Benford can come back for the Bengals. Game. And I think Benford has the most likelihood out of the three. Yeah. Crowder was back. Hyde was like, mm. yeah, Benford can come back. But Andrew, if I had to guess, I would say no Hyde for the rest of the year. Yeah. If I had to put a if I had to put a bet on it or a guess, I would say no high for the rest of the year. That's just my uh, inclination. So at that point, but yeah, Bobby Hall is coming in. Last possession, oh, excuse me, voice crack right there. Last possession game, Bills by three. So that means game winning field goal. Be awesome to go on Twitter and after the game and see them celebrating. But oh yeah, that, the whole game leading up to me is gonna kill me. I'm it already nervous. It's it's Wednesday night and I'm already nervous. I'm always nervous. Bills do this to me. I love the season. I love the season and the playoffs. I think I'm a little like less stressed and a little more relaxed uh, when the Bills don't play. Oh yeah, just a absolutely. Little. I always every time we lose, I was like, why did I do this myself? Like, why am I such a big fan? Like, why did I have to do this? Like, I didn't. I couldn't make a decision. But I guess I did this to myself, and now I'm talking with the Bills once a week on Facebook and YouTube and Twitter. Um, Bill's coming in. Crowder not needed. Appreciate the comment, Bill. I don't agree whatsoever. They clearly used Crowder when he played. Like Crowder was a very, not a very vocal point of this offense, but you saw a couple games where he played when he was effective, and he, he was very effective because he kind of does that Cole Beasley role, but he might be a little more, he might be better at this point of his career than Cole Beasley is. But 
I agree. I think Crowder's definitely needed more weapons. What's wrong with more weapons? <laughs> I, I, no, more weapons, the better. They might not use him that much, but he has two catches for 20 yards and gets two first downs. It's better than not having those two first downs. So yep. I would say, do you agree with the, me, Adam? Yeah, I think that he was dynamic in what he did with the Jets, and I think that he had uh, a reasonable shot to really make a dent this season, and he unfortunately got hurt. But anytime you can say, hey, would you like another weapon for Josh Allen? Yeah, yes, please. Sign me up. Yeah, Andrew, I see this in the comments. They didn't really target him. Like, no, I'm not saying I, – I I just said he wasn't a, a vocal point in this offense, and he wasn't, but he had a couple games. Another Rams weapon game. for Josh. Rams game, three catches for 28 yards. Uh one catch against the Titans for 16, one catch for nine, one catch for right. Like, yeah, he wasn't a vocal point in this offense, but he's just another option for the Bills to have. And why wouldn't you not want more options? Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. And that is going to do it. Appreciate everyone in the comment section. This was the Buffalo Blitz, as always. Adam, before we get out of here, where can everyone find your work, your writing, your Twitter account, all that jazz? Yeah, so you can find me at, at AdamZintech3 on Twitter or Primetime Adam. Uh, come follow me, make fun of all of my Bills takes. Uh, and then I'm a writer for A to Z Sports Buffalo. Uh, so you can go to A to Z Sports.com backslash Buffalo uh, and find all my articles. I write every day pretty much. So uh, feel free to check that out. But yeah, Primetime Adam on Twitter or A to Z Sports.com backslash Buffalo. As always, guys, follow everything. Everything that is Built in Buffalo, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter on Instagram, builtinbuffalonews.com, our shop. You saw that in the, the little intro we have. Make sure you guys get some great merch. I have a couple uh, sweatshirts. I got a couple stickers. Um, make sure you guys get that. You can get customized Buffalo Blitz merch. That would be awesome. Guys, go do that. Follow me on Twitter at Peter. I will follow you guys back. If you guys missed this episode, you can always rewatch on Facebook and YouTube and Twitter. But if you prefer audio version, there's no commercials here. There's no ads. There's no fun, all that fun stuff. Straight Bills talk for an hour. Apple Podcast, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Just type in Bill Buffalo Podcast Network. As always, let's hope the Bills get a good win, beat the Bengals, and we're happy on Monday night. As always, go Denver Broncos over the Kansas City Chiefs. We're rooting for that. But as always, have a good night. This was the Buffalo Blitz, and go Bills. Go Bills.